여보세요. <웃음> It's not that kind of forecast. Oh no. Okay. No, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Bola. <laughs> okay. Well. <clears throat> Hello, everybody. Hey, everyone. And welcome back to the Black Sisters Sekai Podcast. Can we do that again? I accidentally gulped in the mic. I realized. I that. didn't hear it. It's fine. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well then, um, starting us off strong, if you guys are watching, then you know that we have changed our little setup a little bit. We decided we want to let you guys into our actual sekai because our, our, our last setup was kind of like bland. It was bland. It was boring. I was not feeling it. Yeah, Neva was not into it. So we decided yeah. why not actually let you guys into our sekai. So welcome to our apartment. Hey. Um, today we're going to be talking about um, a topic that... <laughs> Name was giggling for because she knows that <laughs> it, uh, it it pertains to you. Yes. In particular. Yes. Um, today we're going to be talking about how not everyone gets into buka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you guys didn't know, do, do you want to preface it? Do you want to give the background? You know, I already told Senna, I'm just, I'm not ready to talk about this because I feel like I haven't thought about it enough. Yeah. But um, you buried it in the closet. I buried it in the closet and just laughed and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the point is that in February I applied to like their second entry for so not like what everyone thinks of Bunka, like not the college, but the university. Right. Um, which is basically still kind of the same thing. It's the same campus, but like the programs are right, different. Are so different. I went to the the uh, college technically mm -hmm. fashion college mm -hmm. which in japanese is the semongako and i was there for three years and my program gave me a diploma right but if you went to the university mm -hmm. you would go for four years and you would get a degree right and but it's kind of basically the same thing it just i guess depends on what you want to do afterwards i guess yeah. like university technically does give you more like Options? Job opportunities? Yes, it does. It lets you do a lot more. Right. Then a Semongaku degree right. would. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. The point is that I applied in uh, beginning of this year in January. Um, no, sorry, not January. Sorry, February. Um, and it was their last entry. So like they were a lot more like Kibishi, a lot more strict on like the the kind of people they were looking for because you're just filling in the last slots and we actually might not need you is like the vibe that it is yeah um and i didn't get in now we'll dive into the details of all of that yes but um i'll let you take it away so uh, i can kind of yeah i it. mean i'm just gonna interview you because i think yeah. this is a thing the reason why we wanted to talk about this or why i was like very insistent on talking about this mm -hmm. is because obviously on my channel i talk a lot about bunka i talk a lot about you know my experience there and everything yeah but um we were joking about this earlier like the reason why we want to make this video is so that people can also know why me and you are both like done with bunka oh yes exactly yes <laughs> like i love bunka to bits and pieces and i wouldn't trade my experience for the world but um if you guys didn't know right now i'm studying at a completely different school mm -hmm. and that's for a reason right and i don't want to make this about me today i want to talk about Neymar's experience but like yeah um i want to ask you a few questions because i want to know what that was like because i think people don't realize that you can not get accepted to bunka yeah. it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it doesn't mean that you should give up before you even start. Mm -hmm. It just means like be realistic about your right. expectations, right? Right. And I do, I do feel like I see a lot of content about people in Korea being like, "Why Korea wasn't it?" or "Why I left Korea?" or "Why like Korea just wasn't all that I thought it was." But I feel like there's very little about Japan. It's very like anime, yay, yeah. Shibuya, because people love to romanticize their lives here. Yeah, they really do. And I feel like nobody talks about like the real struggles yeah. that people go through it's and true. like the things that. And it's 
good to be optimistic it's good to strive but it's like at the same time be realistic yeah exactly i agree yeah so okay first question i want to ask you is when did you find out that you did not get accepted um (laughs) honestly i had a feeling like i my interview was like significantly like shorter than the rest so like we were split into like groups i guess and like depending on like the gakubu that you're applying to Mm -hmm. uh what's gakubu department that you're applying to um like you went into separate rooms and like so there was like yeah we split into two groups and so three people were like on the other side applying for i think architecture and then there was me and two these two other people mm-hmm. applying to the what is it styling program? styling ish yeah it was like international something yeah yeah Koksai fashion bu- gakka, something okay. like that yeah, yeah. so international, international fashion right, right um and so yeah so i remember like i was the last one to go in and meet and like the timing was the same because it's 15 minutes each right okay so i when i went in like me and, and this other person we went in at the same time when I left. This person was still doing their interview in the other room, and it was so fast. It was oh, like so five you minutes. Mean they, they told you like, "Oh, thanks, you're good." Like, yeah, bye-bye. yeah, like, like it was, it was so short. Like and the other two people and the stayed. Other, no, and the other person was still like, they're still mid-interview going. Like, st- do you know what I mean? Like, oh. I left, and the, they were still like yappa yappering in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I knew from then I was like, "Oh shit." So, but but what happened? Like, what is it that they asked you that... So, they asked me the typicals. I mean, my Japanese language school, which I highly recommend you guys, like consider when going through the whole like yeah. process because they, yeah. they they really really do prepare you like yeah. i was so anxious extremely anxious honestly i think that's part of the reason why i didn't get in because one of my teachers like she actually helped me like practice actually two of them did um like practice interview which was, i really needed and they were telling me this is what you're gonna have to talk about like so i had to talk about what uh like what is it like why i want to get into the school and list specifically why like and like try to match it with the school's like raison d'être what do you say what do like you call the, it the, yeah like the, the the things that they provide it's not exactly. actually the real meaning of raison d'être but you know what right I mean. yeah exactly. like the stuff that they provide why is it that you want to come here what's so special yeah, about this school for exactly you? why right. i wanted to become a stylist in particular why the specific like gakubu mm-hmm. um why bunga like they had mm-hmm. like all of these questions right. and the, i mean normal for any other interview but it's i had the extra layer of be it being in japanese and do you remember that you and i sat in my room and we tried to go oh over the questions God, that, i was literally in turmoil let me tell you i've never been so anxious in my life yeah i was like shocked because i remember you were kind of breaking down and i could see it and i was like okay dude like yeah you were really done and like you were just not feeling it and that to me too was also partially like an indicator that maybe this wasn't it for you because the truth is like that feeling of turmoil that you get of like the language barrier being a struggle is something that never goes away yeah like even once you do get accepted to bunka like every time that you guys will be like taking notes like your japanese classmates will be like taking notes like super Mm. you know without a problem like super efficiently and then you'll be struggling being like how do you even write like what's the stroke order for this kanji you know (laughs) like you'll be a completely different like like levels you know mm-hmm. so yeah and it's not to say again it's not to say that it's impossible it's just the things that nobody talks about about right. you being like in a 100 percent japanese environment you yeah. know yeah um but uh yeah what was the question sorry no i, I asked you <laughs> i asked you a question of when did you find out but i when think you started aptly like with the interview process i think that's I the right knew place that to start. day that i didn't get really in. yeah like i left and i was so crushed and like i just nothing went well like it was just like okay so you asked specifically concretely what yeah. is it that made me feel that way right so in the interview room 
room it was like you so there's these, all these rules first of all that you have to know like entering an yeah. interview room in like a japanese culture yeah so i was like trying not to mess that up like you have to knock they say like uh hi take this right and then i close it then i have to bow like yeah. and then go in front of the chair not sit down until they tell me yeah say my number say my name they kakunin like they confirm that it's just matching mm. and like okay you can sit down now and then i like sit yeah. down and like, yeah and people yeah. don't know that because the truth is like yeah like i think in a lot of other countries like if you're having an interview you literally just like walk into the room yeah. hey how's it going you having a good day everybody yeah just sit it's down chill on the chair it's chill vibes it's, yeah it's like a conversation with yeah. your friends whatever but like this is so particular and if you skip any steps or if you like kind of just waltz in and just sit down and do whatever like they really look at you as like oh you don't understand japanese culture especially as a foreigner like you have to prove that like you understand Japanese culture and you're not just going to be one of those like reckless students who comes from abroad to like yeah. give the middle finger to everybody in Japan exactly. and like, not care about And there culture. already is that stereotype. Exactly. So it's like, it, yeah, that was added pressure. And then on top of that, I remember when I practiced with my teacher and I did this exactly. She was like, when you're sitting, you don't want to look like you're just like, you don't really care. Yeah. So you need to like layer your hands. Well, I'm talking <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't move them she's like don't move them too much oh keep them right in the middle gosh. and i was like i appreciate you and i love you but at the same time well, this is a lot for yeah. me like i talk with my hands yeah you know me too, me too. So i was just like and that's also making me think like really like komakaku like every yeah, action every and i was like thing, girl right? this is so i remember that that was distracting me in and of itself so the minute i sat down i was like girl don't move your hands They're like so what do you want to do i was like hmm? what where and so get this so the first time they asked me like oh like Shiboryu and Nandeska, right? right? Why do you want to go to Why the do school? you want to go to the school? Yeah. And and literally I kid you not, like I avoided cuz I was trying to there was a word for like like this school i don't know what it what it is oh uh, oh uh, it's what like, is it my teacher taught it to me she was like used like instead of like repeating the name of the school like bunka daigaku what is it again bunka daigaku gakuen gakuen yeah. yeah like instead of repeating that every single time just say like the this short school, word right. so it's like oh, she no. i'm forgetting it now that you're saying something it, I'm something like, it's not anyways so i couldn't remember the either yeah I don't know. I don't know what it was. I wasn't saying the school name, and I kept re- using the abbreviated word that like. But you could have just said like Konogako. I know, like, but I didn't want to mess up the names. I was so yeah. nervous already. Were, I had yeah. like the Gakubin names, the Gakka names. I was like, "Yo, y'all, yeah. y'all got too much, <laughs> too much." <laughs> so I literally was kept avoiding saying the name, and mm. then like literally the lady was like, "Um, Seiyasa, can you just like say the name of the school, like?" Because we want to know that you're applying here, that you know where you are. I was like, "Oh, oh she yeah, told she you stopped that? me in my tracks," <gasps> and I was like, "Oh." Oh, and I, and the minute that I I was like stopped in the middle of my train of thought, trying oh. to say line by line of what I practiced with my teacher because I was already extremely nervous. Yeah, she, they were just like, "You're giving us weird vibes," and I felt that, and I like oh. felt like I was watching myself like out of body experience, like looking yeah. at myself. I was like, "Girl, you messing up already." Yeah. I was like, "No, but like we can do this. We can do this. It's okay." Yeah. So we can continued, and then they're like, "Oh, why do you want to be a stylist?" Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just screamed the in the mic. <laughs> but like that was the voice. I don't think this is gonna happen. So what ha- what had happened was that the reason why I I want to become a stylist is because first of all I've always wanted to work in something artistic, right. and I've gone back and forth in jobs, yeah. like things that I possibly want to do in the future. Mm-hmm. But then like the main thing was that I really had a deep love for fashion, but yeah. everyone goes straight to like fashion design, right. and I just realized it's just not for me. Like mm. I don't want to do it. Right. And I what made me fall in love with styling was like I think just seeing the way people dress in Japan, mm. and then also just that it wasn't fashion design, and mm. that I got to do everything clothing related, right. and also like expand on like the creative direction part of like making f- photos and like music videos and like movies and all that really fun stuff you right, know so creating right. stories around clothing yeah so now i had practiced this with my teacher on how to word it even with you mm-hmm. and so i get there and I literally i was like this is literally word for what i said because i'm thinking i have to remember i have to translate in english to japanese to try to 
explain myself. Yeah. So I'm literally like, I know, like, ちいさい頃からあのファッションに興味があってでもそのライクフクを作ることにあんまり興味がなくてエンディミディレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイレイ
it's not what i immediately gravitate towards right i it, it would be great to learn of course it's an extra skill set that's not a bad thing to have yeah but if i said it then i also did meant yeah and it's true and I you would have spent I'm not interested yeah you would have spent four years yeah learning how to make exactly clothes, that which is, is true. something that you're not interested in you know what yeah. i mean so like even that in and of itself is already like very telling mm-hmm. of how i guess how strict strict they, they are, are because they yeah they literally only care about pe- teaching people how to make clothes yeah. and even i know that there's probably other schools out there where if you took a stylist course you would learn how to style clothes together you would learn maybe color theory right. you'd focus on like pairing fabrics together right. that kind of stuff they wouldn't really put that much of an emphasis mm-hmm. on clothing making even i know like probably the styling course in the college um you still have to learn how to make clothes obviously um and you only really get to the styling part until like i think the third year like the mm-hmm. first two years you focus on making clothes like every other bunka student does you know yeah so it's kind of weird like when you think about it that like technically like the university being so strict on teaching people how to make clothes it almost feels like why because it's like your university like right. isn't it supposed to be theory right you know it's not really supposed to be like practical like let's all sit at the sewing machine and learn how to like you know make patterns and things but that's just bunka for you yeah that's yeah and how they are and i i do think that like bunka having this long history of just like amazing fashion history in japan they like all of you will have this our seal which is clothing making and our strict curriculum and it's like yeah and i think that like honestly if i could do it all over again i probably wouldn't hi- hyper focus so much on bunka but also like expanded and looked yeah. at other schools across japan mm-hmm. there are so many different kinds of schools yep. all over japan that can cater to your needs yep. and i think that there's this like fear of like it has to be tokyo so that i can you know make tiktoks about it it's like girl no yeah you could live in the boonies and go to a great fashion exactly school and, and, and still experience. have a, a great life and still move to tokyo when you graduate and get a fun and job matter of factly the tuition will probably be significantly oh, cheaper yeah. your, oh, your rent sure. would be so much cheaper yeah. everything would be just be yeah. better yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. i don't know and i think i also like a huge part of why i wanted to get into bingo is because i had this thing in my mind you know i'm a perfectionist mm-hmm. I, I had this thing where it's like it had to be like we needed to be the bunka sisters we needed to make content like <laughs> we both got in you know no really though yeah. you know like we're super like pira pira and nihongo you know what i mean like yeah. are just like we're just we're it but i do think that that definitely fed into it and like mm. i don't know i think that coming from our family like i we're like such like a family that like pushes like greatness success yeah so i was like girl i'm a grind and if you ask anyone i really was on my grind like yeah, i was yeah. really like you were i was studying like i was doing what i needed to do Mm -hmm. um and then honestly the closer and closer that i got to the day of the test losing sleep um yeah like like mental turmoil dude yeah no every day it was it was terrible losing sleep mental turmoil like i had several breakdowns in front of my teachers the day before i had like two three good cries the morning of (laughs) i woke up i was a mess (laughs) no honestly i was just a mess and like holding on by thread i really was and like it was just not fun and yeah. I, I it got to the point where like the closer and closer we got i was like i just want to rip the band-aid off mm-hmm. like i don't even care anymore mm-hmm. and uh here we are we've got evidence <laughs> Wait, not, the Jew show. not the Jew show yeah you can't show your address but please show us the letter let's see yes. what it says <clears throat> let's put right the I don't read the kanji. <laughs> Lovely. I think Beautiful. I read that right. I don't know. Um, Neyma and I have a joke going that this needs to be framed, framed somewhere. You guys probably can't even read it. Does it have our address on it? No, it doesn't. Okay, here you go. 
for those of you guys watching you guys can see it in person but this lovely letter will be framed somewhere because i think this is the beginning of a great life for you yeah it began like a lot of revenge like i was just like you don't want me cool yeah yeah and i think that right after that you know it's just been the year of just failing and loving it yeah i also failed the jlpt and i was like oh shit yeah let's talk about that i did too but you know what (laughs) i feel like um it's okay because a lot of people this is the thing i'll give you guys a little pro tip a lot of you guys um, will put in all your baskets, all your eggs in one basket. And the <laughs> thing is, um, when it comes to the JLPT, you need to take it several times. Mm. When I tell you that for me to pass the JLPT N2 back in, what was it, like 2017 when I took it, I had already taken it three times. This was my third time taking it. And yeah. that's when I passed. And even then, I had taken it, I think, like two other times extra for their rehearsals because they do these, like, rehearsal, like, mogishken is what they call them, right. like, rehearsal tests. Yeah. Where they let, like, um, Japanese mock language Mock exam school, is the correct term. Oh, right. Yeah, there we go. Mock exam. They do, like, mock exams where they let Japanese language school students, like, mm-hmm. take the test in advance so that yeah. they can practice the the you know the way that they do it like the the system and the people who are going to be working on the day of can actually practice like the run through and all that and i did that twice as well so in addition i had done it at this point yeah. five times yeah this is the fifth time that i had taken it the first two times were jopt n3 and i failed both of those because i was not ready yeah and then i had taken two practice exams for the jlpt n2 and then i took the n2 right so by the time i was taking it i was ready yeah and so when i see people who are like oh i tried jlpt and everything i'm just like well you need to take it several times exactly yeah and even for me i knew like because i did the n1 this time around this was like last year and when was it december that we did it no yeah right it wasn't december yeah because we got the results in february yeah right so yeah, so I did it in December, the N1. I didn't pass and I was like, you know what? It's okay because this is my practice round mm. for the N1. Yeah. When I take it again, I'll know what to expect. Also, N1 is actual it's, trash. Yeah, it's just like, like, it's just a flex. Yeah, it is, it is. It's, it, it's not used for anything. Yeah, I, I just felt like, oh, I've been in Japan for a few years now. Like, I should probably aim for it but like the truth is even if i don't have it like i'm not losing sleep over it yeah and i knew like now i'm going to an american university you know like i'm studying in english Mm -hmm. like i don't need anyone at all like not even for my job either like you know what i mean like when i go to my modeling shoots i'm not like oh i am one (laughs) like they don't give a damn (laughs) you know what i mean yeah so like yeah i i just wanted it for myself and i think that's another thing too you need to do it like Take it at a time where you're not ready for it, mm-hmm. but you just take it for the sake of knowing what the experience is like so that you can calm yourself that down. That is true. And so that when you take it a second time, you know what to expect mm-hmm. and like you know what kind of preparation you need to do for the test as well, mm-hmm. you know? So that's my, you know, extra tidbit for those of you who will take the JLPT. But yeah, at the end of the day, honestly, all of these like grand institution names that go on a certificate or just yeah. like a score that you get on a, on a language proficiency test, like all of these things really don't matter. Don't. And I really realized that I was placing my value on it. Yeah. And it just doesn't matter mm-hmm, it really mm-hmm. doesn't because it doesn't speak to like the kind of person that you are no, the kind and of it doesn't, future that you have exactly that's exactly what i was gonna say like it doesn't mean that you can't still reach your goals yeah. there's tons of different like routes to get to the same place yeah you know what I mean? exactly like you don't have to go to bunka to become a stylist. you don't even have to go, bu- go to bunka to become a designer even yeah. like you could literally go to some small little you know corner store you know fashion school that has like three students and become the best designer japan has ever known in, in their entire like existence yeah. and like people don't understand that and they really attach their worth to i need to go to the top school in the country and that's why when i see people message me or you know watch my channel and go oh my dream is to go to bunka too i'm like that's great but like 
also look, look into, into other schools. schools. Look into other schools. Look into other places you yeah. can go. You don't even have to go to a fashion college. You no. can go anywhere else. There's study, so many yeah, places. Study art. Study like, you know, you can take like, what is it? Liberal arts programs at different mm-hmm. universities and still learn and different in skills. in English, hello. Yeah, and you could still end up getting a job working for yeah. like a really cool, like, I don't know, fashion house or something. And like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so many different ways to like, get to the same thing i know like there's some of you guys who really are serious about like learning how to sew and you really do want to like make your own brands and like learn how to like make patterns and that kind of stuff and that's great like yeah sure go ahead and put in your application into bunka but the truth is like when you come here you really should be applying to different schools like you shouldn't just put all of your eggs into basket. Mm-hmm. because you imagine if you did that with bunka i know luckily i didn't you were smart enough to apply to, to a different two others exactly yeah and like, even if you didn't get into Bunka, you knew no matter what that you were still going to stay in Japan and be mm-hmm. able to like study at a different school. Yeah. And like, that's something that I know a lot of people don't even think about. They're yeah. just like, Bunka or but bust. But honestly, I really, I was more like, yeah, Bunka or bust because, and it was, again, my Japanese language, my Tani no sensei, who was like, you need, you need two other options at at least. Oh, and I was yeah. like, mm, okay, whatever you say. Because I remember my, my thing was that I'm confident because my sister has gone through it. Mm. And she told me that it's really no big of a deal because you told me I some did. dude, what did he do? Oh, yeah. He he did his so basically when when you apply for Bunka you're yeah. supposed to do like uh, an entrance exam and you're also supposed to do an interview and this guy like I mean barely did his interview in like understandable Japanese and then he wrote his entrance exam completely in hiragana like not a single <laughs> not kanji. a single kanji he just wrote the whole thing in that's only like one elementary of the school yeah that's like that's like writing like your entrance exam with your left hand yeah like <laughs> well there are people who are left handed yeah but I mean like if your your dominant hand is your right hand right. you write it with your left hand like that's right like how like abc one two three it is to yeah. do like and he still got only. accepted yeah but i think what we need to also take into account is that there is such a thing as also as privilege yes because if you're already in a category of your own like for example i know that for a fact that i was in a category of my own because i'm black and yeah. i'm canadian right and trying to apply to they're the already doubting you they're already doubting me but yeah. if i was chinese for instance oh yeah right right right. that's a different story it's true and guess what that's why a lot of chinese people get in yeah because i mean it's not to come for chinese people y'all are great i have yeah. a million chinese friends i love them oh so now don't say pieces. that no it's true because i think people need to understand this is not me being like picky okay. or like right. racist or like oh chinese people they all no 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 it's none of that this is like facts yeah it is <laughs> no like, like you, you can go on the bunka website and see the percentage of chinese, chinese students. there's there. always like, a lot they are the top number of like students who go to and there's a reason for that and the truth is like when they take the jlpt they pass for flying colors yeah. why because they already know kanji yeah. or like when they like you know um do the entrance exam even if they don't speak fluent japanese the fact that they can understand what's being told to them to a certain degree or that they can like figure things out based on what's said in the kanji and stuff like that that gives them a massive advantage it does so if you're not from a country yeah. that uses chinese characters in any way shape or form guess what yeah. unfortunately you are at a disadvantage that's something you need and to be aware of it's also just it comes down to like experience that the school has dealing with the issues that chinese students would have for instance like you know because they are still foreign students right so like language barriers maybe they already they already know that there's a lot of language barrier issues so they'll hire someone who speaks chinese or right. speaks mandarin rather, oh yeah you know? and that's because, and like preparation you yes. see what i'm saying whereas like for me it's like girl excuse you yeah and you try to come in here? No. The bye. lady who was in charge of visas at Bunka, who like literally just swooshed me off, was a, like a woman who only spoke Japanese and Chinese. And so, of course, when the <laughs> Chinese students would come be like, oh, I have visa issues. She'd be like, oh, yes, of course, let me help you out. I mean, not that I can understand Chinese by any way, shape or form, but like you could tell that she would give them like tons of attention and they would get all their questions asked. And then when I would show up speaking Japanese, she would just kind of be like, well, I don't really know how to help you. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> like figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And, and again, it's because they 
let's not let's be real yeah. bunka is a japanese university they're looking to cater towards their japanese people. people yes exactly and that's why the person who they hire for visa stuff is, is chinese because there's more chinese students than anything right else. so it's kind of like okay if you're supply demand exactly and that's also why i have a feeling that like there's so few people who come from the west to go to bunka yeah there's a reason for that it's very like what is it it's, be, it's because of this because like they're like bunka is such a traditional japanese mm. school that they cater to more asian students than yeah. they do western students right and that's why I, honestly like you guys if you guys have seen my channel you know like i was on their pamphlet for oh bunka yeah. you know diversity and they kick you to the curb oh yeah they kicked me to the curb <laughs> but they loved using me for like diversity promo because there was so no shade no tea bunka but yeah no shade no tea but it was true like you guys were using yeah. they were using me for for you know diversity that promotion, diversity and i should have gotten free tuition for that but anyway honestly um but yeah no like honestly <laughs> like the truth is am i you salty know, i don't know uh, maybe yeah maybe <laughs> maybe a little, maybe a little. yeah um but no i knew that that was the case and i knew that like there was no other black students they could like call upon to like wait didn't you see a black guy at some point like yeah but he went to the japanese or the bunka's language school oh that's different and there was another black girl who went to bunka's university but she was doing her master's program and i'm pretty sure she was doing it in english i don't think she was studying in you japanese can do your you can do your master's yeah you can do your master's in english yeah they have one specific course that you can do or like one specific like uh, major that you can study that's completely in English but you need to like reach out to the professor to be able to even begin the application process and it's like this super complicated thing I looked into it at some point and I was like oh this is not for me that's the thing the minute it gets complicated they try to root out as many people as oh people. yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's like not even that. one of those like you can just apply for it it's like you have yeah. to reach out to the professor you need to like explain to them your situation give them your whole educational background and then once you've gone through like that whole process and the teacher says they're willing to like take you on then you can start the application and like because it's in English it's like a whole separate thing like it's not with the other japanese students mm -hmm. and so when i heard about that i was like damn like this is so exclusive and i think they make it like that because on purpose exactly they don't want everybody to have access to it because the truth is if you don't know the email to reach out to the professor if you can't go to school in person to bunka and be like hey i'm interested in the english majors program then how the heck are you gonna get all that information you won't you know that's just yeah. the truth of the matter and like i kept on thinking about that to myself too i was like dude like these programs exist but like who the heck knows about them like mm. who's getting this information and guess what it's people who already studied at bunka like people who graduated from because university or people who went to maybe bunka's college but already have like yeah. you know um what is it like bachelor's degree from other university mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but like you have to physically be independent to know about this stuff you like know? even you when you're talking about transferring from the college to the university oh, you yeah, only yeah. got that insider information from the people exactly. there because i considered it for a hot minute i was yeah. like okay well maybe when i graduate from you know uh from you know fashion college like i want to get that extra you know two years that i can spend so that i can get a diploma or mm -hmm. sorry so i can get a degree at the end of it instead of just a diploma right and uh not that there's anything wrong with a diploma it's just like for me that's not what i wanted i wanted like mm -hmm. the chance to have more Tentosa options degree yeah for for jobs and stuff um and so like they were just like oh well if you do that you have to go back to your home country for like six months until no and for a year actually because i remember this was like in april that i was asking these questions and they're like well you missed the application deadline to transfer to the university so you're gonna have to go back to canada for a year and then like do the application process from abroad i'm like how the heck am i gonna do the exam they're like well that's none of our concern <laughs> I'm like, are you guys for real right now? Yeah. Like, it's just crazy it's, to me that yeah, they're so blasé and they're like, yeah. well, just figure it out on your own. And I'm like, do you understand that like, this doesn't even work from what you're trying to explain to me. Like, you want yeah. me to go back to my home country, but you also want me to take the exam and do the interview from, from where? Plus, this is COVID. It's not like I can just take a flight over, come as a mm -hmm, tourist, mm -hmm. and then, like, spend three months here and then, like, you know, yeah. do all that stuff. Like, if I could, yeah, sure. Maybe I would have gone with that option, but, like, I couldn't, you know? Yeah. And the fact that they just looked at me and went, well, 
too bad so sad like mm-hmm. wow okay yeah. you know that made me be like okay Bunka, no, no. You, you really need to look into your options because i remember we were having a conversation with our friend yo-yo and she was just like oh like you guys don't even have like a foreign student department <laughs> they do but it's like literally one japanese lady and, a, and the chinese lady that's not a department i know <laughs> Tony just told to do the job. Yeah, you know, and even like she was saying how like now, like you know, not to give too many details, you know, but like you know, like still in contact with her school because you know, oh, true, and like they're still helping her out with their visa. Excuse me, Bunka's like Bunka's like Bunka's like after March, we don't give a crap about you. Get the hell out of here. We don't know who the hell you are. Like you're you're in the pamphlet, didn't know about it. You're on the website, don't give a crap. Yeah, you've done tons of promo for the school. We don't know about that. Sorry. Yep. Like, be on your merry way and yeah. don't let the door hit you on and the way out. I was like, wow. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize how, like, I was just, like, so hyper-focused on Bunka that I was watching all of your videos. I remember I would have questions like, watch my videos. Yeah. And I would watch your videos and I was just like, so, like, this is it. This is all. So I was preparing myself for that turmoil, too, because yeah. I was like, I'll have to go through it. It's okay. I'm going to toughen up. Mm-hmm. I need to be here, you right, know? Right. And then hearing about how someone has it so easy, I said, oh, you could do that? Yeah. You, th- I can have a smooth sailing experience yeah. and not feel like so like yeah. every day i'm gonna explode and yeah. like you know what i mean and you know what the key is is that when you go to a smaller school mm. that's the experience you get yeah. and that's what a lot of people don't realize they're like oh bunka 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 i love bunka i need to go to yeah. bunka and i'm like do you understand that bunka is a massive institution mm-hmm. that's been around for like i think they're they're touching 100 years now actually yeah i think their 100 year anniversary <laughs> is 23 to 2023 2023 yeah that's their 100 year anniversary Damn. and literally when i tell you that these people still act like it's 1923 I'm not they joking. act like it's 1923. <laughs> they yeah. act like it's 100 years ago, and yeah. they have on purpose because they pride themselves on being like yeah. this old, old institution. Like, girl, please. And it's like, girl, you don't even understand that like you're yeah. cutting some of us off at the knees. Like literally, yeah, they don't care. They don't even know. Can we also talk about how um the what was it the performance culture in Bunga? Can we please touch on that? Yeah, like what? So I'm gonna interview you now. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, go ahead. So what was that like? Because I like okay. So the few times that I had to go to get like the forms mm. to like fill out the application forms. Yeah. I would see these people like, like, and the thing is that you guys are like a whole congregation of people. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you believe in Bunka? <laughs> it's like, I do. Dude, no, that's true. Do you, and okay, wait, can I talk about this? This is like, please, real Bunka tea. People don't understand that like Bunka, they cheat themselves like they're their own country. So there's like a Bunka national anthem. What? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Every school has that. Every Japan, school has, every yeah, school it's has a Japanese thing, Japanese but thing. it still freaked me out as a guy did. <laughs> I was like, what in God's name? Like, yeah. Literally, everybody I remember. <laughs> at the entrance ceremony everyone like stood up and all the senseis are like singing the anthem no way yeah, every yeah. day yeah no 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 they only did it like oh, at the like beginning the, yeah but when you were first years they were like everybody you have to memorize the anthem and i'm like why <laughs> <laughs> like when are we gonna sing it like no <laughs> and so like yeah we they, they they have the national anthem or their bunka anthem and then they also have like what's it called these like trips that you have to do so when you first become a bunka student you go to the entrance uh, ceremony mm-hmm. and then you get you know you find out about your classes and you start like learning about your teachers and blah blah blah. and then like within like the second week i think you have to like do this thing where basically you um go off for like uh three or four days to oh. like the boonies yeah with, with your classmates yeah right? with your classmates yeah. and with people from different departments oh okay yeah so in total it's like a really large number of students like a couple hundred students mm-hmm. and they do it in like waves or whatever right like depending on which department you're in so for us yeah we had this trip we had to do and this trip is basically like the initiation process to bunka which by the way thank <laughs> god that because of like covid they don't do it anymore okay which i'm just like i hope it stays that way because it's it is too much really? it's so old what you guys school. do like i remember you had to like make courier 
or something yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. So like basically because they try to treat it like a bonding opportunity. Like they try because Bunka basically they treat themselves like they're this like elite like you know network of students who like interact with each other, whatever. And yeah, you know what? The truth <laughs> is they really are because like it's it's kind of culty sometimes. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so basically like yeah, you you arrive and then like you have to spend like a few days like out in the woods with like mm-hmm. these students and you're sleeping in these like crusty dorms on like the floor tatami system whatever and then like you get grouped up into these like groups and then they send you off to do like tasks and like i'm talking about not even fashion related tasks like (laughs) (laughs) basically everybody wakes up Mm -hmm. you go to like the cafeteria you sit down you like eat breakfast and of course they make everybody go like like if we're like in shogako like we're literally elementary school students and then i know it's like japanese culture it is it is it is which is nice we love japanese culture please don't get it twisted yeah don't get it twisted we do love japanese culture but it's also like we're not children yeah i mean like like right. why is it that they're okay. doing this like initiation like you know like i don't know i, I just didn't like it you felt like honest. it was very shogaku yeah okay. i felt it was a little elementary because i'm like if it was like fashion stuff that we were doing how fun would that be right you know mm-hmm. like if it's like style your friends or like that would be cool right or like some kind of challenge where like you something with scrap fabric like something like like you know uh what's that tv show <laughs> the one oh uh, project runway yeah you yeah, know what i mean yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that would have been so fun but no they literally were just like go out in the boonies eat food with strangers sit at the cafeteria table go f- swat some bugs as you walk around the forest and literally <laughs> i kid you not they would give us missions like okay you have to go find these checkpoints in the woods uh, in your group of friends and then come back by like 30 minutes from now or something and they'd be like the team that doesn't find the checkpoints you'll have like a punishment and so like yeah like literally like that like so old school right and then like they would do like uh stuff like that and then what else did they make it oh yeah and then they made us do like this bonfire like campfire i was like is this a cult that i'm joining like what <laughs> is going on like it was so creepy and then yeah they would break us off in groups and be like okay this is your this is your lunch group or your dinner group like everybody here are some ingredients to like make curry go cut off some vegetables and like roast them in the fire mm-hmm. and it's just like why are we doing this yeah it, like, i just was i like, felt that i felt that <laughs> so a lot culty. because when i went to go pick up my two like application forms girl i was the first time i came underdressed i said oh, yeah. oh you people are like this i came around like lunchtime i think both mm-hmm. times and like people were walking around when i tell you you know like people are walking around and it's just you're overwhelmed yeah you know and even outside like you can see people coming and you're yeah. like and they're all Dang. smoking their ciggies yeah you like know, it's Drinka really like banned the cigarette really? sections yeah like they i think because it was some rule after 2020 but like it was terrible before like really yeah they like all the little smoky smokers they would get together <laughs> in their little corner and they would smoke ciggies and not utter a word to each other i'm like are you guys even friends like no it's, it's just for the it's vibes just for the it's yeah. just for the aesthetics yeah yeah, yeah 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 and they just would sit there with their little ciggies and you know flexing their little you know but let me tell you the second time i came i said listen i'm going to Bunga, I need to look good. Yeah, yeah. Gert. And of course <laughs> <laughs> I need to look good. So I like dressed up. You know, yeah, I, I yeah. dressed up and I dressed like a little bit extra than I would. Right. Because again, it is it is really performancey, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's very like flex and show people. And a lot of these kids would be using mommy and daddy's money oh, yeah. to be buying their so outfits. Take out loans. Exactly. Let's talk about that. Loans. loans. For I'm outfits. About go to the bank, say, Can I please borrow two thousand dollars to buy me and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Yuji Yamamoto's new uh, hottest, I don't even know, what does he make? Shirts? <laughs> Pants? I don't know. Pants <laughs> i don't know whatever it is whatever it is but yeah so i came dressed you know in my in my thrifted outfits because i am a you know <clears throat> broke canadian black girl living in japan <laughs> so i'm like going and i kid you not like at some point i got lost because like i went through like some back route to come in and there was this a group of guys who were like dressed really like very nice and they were very attractive and I- <laughs> I had my airpods in and i was walking and i was like still so lost and they were like all looking at me because you know they like looking at black people i just noticed it's a thing yeah. here okay yeah so i was like okay you can look at me if you want like i'm, I'm looking cute today i can't prepare Are you giving the little, I, the little put your hair behind I did, the I ear did, i did that i did that <laughs> 
So I pass around them like twice and I look so dumb. And then at some point I pass by them again and I drop my AirPod and they all looked at me. <laughs> I just picked it up and put it back in. I was like, I literally don't know where I'm going. Anyways, long story short, I got my things, but I just felt so intimidated because yeah. I was like, already I'm struggling language barrier. Like my armpits are sweating. My outfit's cute, but I'm sweating. And yeah. like, I'm trying to communicate. Yeah. And they're like, are you good? Like, do you understand what this is? And I'm like, I just need just some help yeah i feel like because known for that because known yeah. for being very uh like everybody looks intimidating yeah and i remember i like of course for me like after a certain point studying there it's like i literally couldn't give a crap like i know that you guys like borrow money to be able to like buy your little designer goods and like 89.9 percent of you guys like spend three hours on your outfits and show up to class early and like don't even get good grades it's like <laughs> you know what I mean? did like, you tell me that a lot of them do drop out anyways oh yeah tons of people let me tell you the dropout rate for bunka is crazy dude because a lot of people think like oh I'm going to go to Bunka and it's going to be a fashion show every day. And they think that all you got to do to get good grades is show up to class looking like a million dollars. Right. And they don't understand that like the classes actually take a lot of work Mm -hmm. and you have to like stay after school for a lot of like a lot of days and like, you know, be able to like, you can't, you can't come to school and just think it's going to be like nine to five, get out of class, go, you know, get some drinks with your friends in Shinjuku and then get good grades. (laughs) Like, no, you need to put in the work, put in the hours. And take what's ours. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You need to like stay after school some days. You need to like get your assignments done, sit down at the library, go to the cafeteria, spread your pattern on the three tables that you can fit it because you know there's no space in your classroom or whatever and like i've heard that in different departments they even have like time limits where like when it gets to like nine o'clock they'll shut the lights off and stuff wait why because they don't want kids to stay until past that but for me luckily i had like we had a very small department and our building was separate from like the main like building on the campus Mm -hmm. so like um we had like we could stay for as long as our teachers wanted us to stay or were willing to stay Mm -hmm. so if the teacher was like i have an appointment at 6 30 because i gotta go take care of my kid you could only stay at school until Until 6 30 or if you wanted to go to the library like if you didn't get a seat or whatever then you're screwed like you had to take your pattern home and most of the times you don't have space like you don't have a swim machine at home you don't have space for your patterns you can't lay them out on the floor unless you really want to like i mean good luck mm-hmm. you know in your whatever small like shoe size apartment that you have shoe box size apartment whatever right so it's kind of like okay like the struggle is real do you know what yeah. i mean and a lot of people don't understand that and that's why when i see them be like bunka 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 i'm so excited for bunka. yeah i'm like i don't think you understand that the dropout rate is insane for a reason mm-hmm. like people start off with like 60 people classes and but they, they drop never all they never show that they never no. say that yeah. like it's not anywhere it's not you know, you don't yeah. see that anywhere. So it's just, yeah. you never know. And I think Bunka for me was such a, it was such a learning experience because I also saw people who were way more passionate than me, way mm. more talented than me. Oof. Yeah, that's a real thing a lot of people don't like to admit, but there's Talk people who are that. super talented yeah. and who really like 100% really want it. You know mm. what I mean? And I realized for me that I loved textile design. I loved like learning about fashion and I loved everything about it, but I wasn't like super passionate about it as a lot of other people were. And it's not to say that like come to class and make sure to compare yourself to everyone no i'm not saying that but what Mm. i'm saying is like you have to be very aware of like your skill sets and how much passion you really have for it right because there's some people i know my class Mm. the amount of people who graduated and became textile designers it's like not even a handful yeah you know what i mean yeah and everyone else went into kind of different disciplines that were maybe related to fashion maybe not but it happens that a yeah. lot of people and like Bunka is actually very particular. They actually record everybody like what they do after graduation. Yeah. No way. Did they ask you? They did. And I first you- for me, I looked good on paper because I got this like fashion job at this small like suits company. Oh. But then, of course, I quit that job because I hated it. it was, and it yeah. ended up being terrible. But they had on paper that I went to this suits company and they and tell everybody that. Yeah, yeah. They're like, she went to this prestigious company for suits. And it's like, yeah, but, 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 but I didn't stay there. Yeah. And I ended up going to university. And they don't care again. to follow up. And they don't care to follow up. Of course yeah. not. They don't give a crap. That's, so that's, that's something a lot of people need to realize is like, yeah. it's not all roses and fairies and daisies. Mm-hmm. And also Bunka is very performative. I agree with you. Yeah. 1,000%.
percent. But anyways, uh, I think we should end it with tips. Yes. On if you really want to go to Bunka, mm-hmm. that's fine. If you right. want to try, that's also okay too. Yeah. What tips can we give from the failed and the successful perspective? <laughs> <laughs> um, from me, I think I can just give the tip of like, yeah, go apply to different schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't put all of your eggs into Bunka because right. it's not the only place in the world that you can study fashion and become mm-hmm. successful. And also ask yourself why it is that you want to really study fashion. Right. Because you might end up graduating and realizing that the fashion industry is not for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And don't graduate and be depressed. Like we don't need a, a degree with a side of depression. Yeah. No. And heartache. Yeah. Don't do that. No. It's not. It's really not that worth it. No. Um, yeah, I think I would just say, like, examine the reasons why. Right. Like you already said, like, examine the real reasons why mm-hmm. you want to go to Munka. Because I only realized that after I got rejected. Right. Oh, the real reason was because I was looking to be validated. I was yep. trying to complete a perfect picture. Oops, I accidentally created a false reality. Exactly. You know, yep. that kind of yep, thing. Yep, yep. So <laughs> on that note. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> we can come to a close. Yeah. Um, it's been great. It has been great. And can I just say something? Yes. I really appreciated you being there when I was going through the whole rejection Aww. thing. Because like it was really hard. And I was just like, what do I tell everyone? Right. And you were just like, it's fine. It's okay. And yeah. I remember you were even like, um, like, ha- like looking into helping me look into other options. And I was right. just like, I'm done. My life is over. You yeah. know, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, no. So Still I there. appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate I you. Too. I, I appreciate your resilience. I think you really bounced back like a lot quicker than I think the average person would. And that's because you, you kind of had the, all this mental, you know, gymnastics that you were kind of going through. <laughs> I was over it. Yeah, before and after, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm proud of you. And Thank uh, you. to all of you guys out there who are applying gambate to Bunka, Yeah, gambate, demo, stay realistic. Yes. <laughs> yes. And look at other options. That's the main takeaway. Yeah. So for you YouTube people, let us know in the comments below um, why it is that you want to study fashion in Japan or why it is that you want to go to Bunka. And on that note, we will close See off. you later. Thank you very Matane. much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.